Hello, familia. Welcome back to the Liberated Latina podcast. Today is going to be a really special topic because this is something that I do not see talked about enough, especially in the entrepreneurial space. And it's something that I see time and time again, not only in myself, but with the work that I do with my clients, with conversations that I have. I've been doing so much target market research lately. And this is running rampant. It's keeping people small in their business. It's keeping their businesses from growing. It's keeping you overlooked and underpaid. So we're going to talk about it today and I'm going to show you how to shift it. And that is how employee mindset is creeping into your entrepreneurial journey and keeping you small and taking away your power as a visionary and CEO of your business. I am super excited to dive into this before we do. Before we do, you know what's coming. If you have not left a written review on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. Not only does it really help me out with seeing what you're most enjoying about the podcast, but it also helps you because it lets me know what you're most enjoying about the podcast. And if I don't get feedback, then I cannot serve you to the highest degree possible. So if you have not left a written review on iTunes, go on over. And if you have an iTunes account, Go on over and leave a written review. And after you finish that, come back over here and we're going to dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast, where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. All right, welcome back. Let's go ahead and dive into today's content, which you know I'm already super jazzed about because it's not talked about enough and I want to make sure we talk about it here. By the way, every single time I start recording for this podcast. We have two birds downstairs. They just start chirp, chirp, chirping away. I think it's because they hear me talking. So they like try to join in, I guess. I'm in my closet right now. So if you can still hear them. Betty, Betty, sorry. But what are we going to do, right? So let's talk about how employee mindset is affecting your ability to powerfully lead your business. Okay, I'm going to talk about four areas that I see the most. Honestly, I think there are probably like a bazillion more because it is so ingrained in us as people and especially as women to fall back and follow people instead of lead. And we're taught to do things in a certain order, in a certain way, to see ourselves in a certain way and then you know, it's kind of like starting in school, we're taught to do that. And then we go into the corporate space. And we all know corporate is a very special type of environment. But it stays with us. And even when we make the decision to go full time in our business, or to even start our part time business, we carry that into entrepreneurship, and it just does not work. It can work. But from what I see, it keeps you way smaller than when you're meant to be. It keeps you underpaid. It keeps you playing safe. And entrepreneurship is not always about playing safe. So let's go ahead and dive into the first area where you may be bringing forth that employee mindset instead of stepping into the CEO role that you are meant to be and that you're kind of automatically promoted into when you start your own business. And, and that is conditional pay or 
hourly pay, basing your pricing on hours. It's so interesting. I'll start with like more what I mean by conditional pay. I hear this all the time. Women will come to me, potential clients will come to me, even my current clients. And like, well, I went and I looked at what other people were charging for this type of program. And I looked at what other coaches are charging. And I'd say the industry norm is about XYZ. And I'll be like, stop. (laughs) Stop right there. I do not care what the industry norm is. I don't. Why would you automatically limit yourself to what everybody else is charging? You don't know. Just because somebody is charging something, that doesn't really give you a lot of info into what it actually feels like to be in their container, what they actually put into it, how they are supporting their clients. Like, who cares? Somebody's pricing is their pricing. Pricing is... Pricing is personal, honestly. Like, you get to decide the pricing based on not just charging whatever the hell you want to charge, but pricing it based on what the value is, what the true value is, not just in the work that you do with that person within the time that you work with them, but what are they going to take with them and implement for the rest of their lives? What new reality are they going to be experiencing? How much money... And time and energy are you saving them by them working with you and not by trying to figure it out on their own. It's hard to quantify and this is why it's really important to get support around this. But why would you automatically price what everybody else is pricing? It just, it automatically, you're limiting yourself right out of the gate. It doesn't matter. But we're taught we have to look at the norm, right? What is the average? And then you fit into the average. You're not average. Why are you communicating to people, I'm average, I'm average, I'm like everybody else, I'm charging what everybody else is charging. Who cares? Who cares? Nobody is going to do things the way that you do it. Nobody is going to take care of your clients the way that you want to take care of them. Nobody is going to be you. So why would you base your, your price on what somebody else is charging? I know, it's a bold, it's a bold idea. But the more that we look around and just price based on what somebody else is pricing because we think that they know what's best for us, again, it's like falling into that employee mindset of, okay, let me look at what my boss is doing. Let me look at what my coworkers are doing because they know more than me. Let me just follow the trend and then I'll just, you know, see what happens. No, you are the CEO. You are the boss. You are the boss. You get to decide what What is um, an appropriate price for your service, for your time, for your energy? And of course, this gets to evolve, right? You don't have to come out of the gate charging a bazillion dollars. You get to work up to it. Which brings me to the second part of this idea, which is hourly paying. Pricing based on an hourly rate. I see this all the time too. It's like, well, if I do a three-month program and it's six total sessions and six hours of coaching that I'm if I charge you know a hundred dollars an hour which is you know for for a lot of us it's like oh that's good money you know hundred dollars times six so I'll charge you know six hundred dollars for a three-month package and I had one of my clients come to me and I was like no 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 if you are a coach and you have somebody in a longer term um in a longer term program, 
and you're charging them hourly, you're already undercharging. You're already undercharging because you're limiting the amount of you're limiting the amount of of return in just the time that you're sitting, I guess, on Zoom now, right? Because everything's on Zoom. You're limiting it to just the time that you're sitting in your chair coaching them. But how much time do you spend before each session preparing? How much time do you spend outside of the session thinking about what else could help them, getting them resources, emailing them? How much time do you spend after the session um, just in basic recovery, getting ready for the next thing, getting ready for the next client? How much time do you spend working on your actual business, which the more that we work on our business and we make this we make things more seamless for our clients, that's a value add. You get to be compensated for all of that. And in fact, whether you realize it or not, if you settle with hourly pricing, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, this is off. I feel exhausted. I feel depleted. And we don't want to get to that point, right? You don't want to get to that point. So notice what you're doing with your pricing. Are you pricing on an hourly rate? And are you basing your pricing based on conditions what is this other person charging what is the industry standard what is what is the industry norm what are other life coaches charging what are other business coaches charging what are other people charging notice where that is because you're giving away your power as the ceo and leader of your business and it's time for you to regain that back all right number two you're giving yourself a conditional job description and conditional job responsibilities what does this mean so you know how in the corporate world, like your title determines what you can and can't do, you know? And I know for me in consulting, the, the idea was, well, we're not going to promote you until you're already doing everything that is needed to be done at the next level. So you cannot claim senior staff or manager until you're already showing that you can handle that. And in entrepreneurship, everything is flipped, <laughs> You don't have a job description or you don't have uh, certain actions or certain a certain checklist to say that, yes, you are qualified to do X, Y, and Z. From day one, it's like you're qualified to do all the things. You got to do all the things. You got to figure out all the things. Your belief in yourself and your trust in yourself, that is what allows you to do all the things. There is nobody telling you, yes, go ahead, do this. No, you're not. You can't do that yet. We tell that to ourselves. And maybe if we let it, we let people's other limiting beliefs tell us what we can and can't do, right? It's never like an empowering thing. But in entrepreneurship, there is no job description. The job description is what can you do to make the impact that you want to make? The job description is how can you create a business that appropriately serves others and and serves you and serves your mission that's the job description so if you're sitting there thinking am i qualified to do this am i qualified can i do this is am i meant to be doing this should i even be doing this just realize that as the ceo you don't have to do everything you get to decide what your goal is what are the actions that are going to help you get there with the most ease and in entrepreneurship it's almost like what can I get rid of because it's really easy since there is no firm job description 
and there is no firm um, like daily responsibilities, you get to decide that for yourself. It's even more important to think, okay, what can I what can I eliminate? What don't I need? What's gonna just take up a lot of time and energy? Especially when you're starting up because there's so many things to do. So the way I like to think about it is instead of thinking, oh my gosh, am I qualified to do this? What should I do next? And this and this. I just like to look at, okay, what is my goal for not only this month, but how is it going to play into the next three months? How is it going to play into the next six months? And then what are the top things that I get to do to get there? And then if you get stuck, be like, hmm, what support that I can reach out to to help me get there faster? That's it. Not spending time sitting there swirling in, am I qualified to do this? Can I do this? Oh my gosh, who am I to be doing this? We take a deep breath. We reconnect to our goals. We think, okay, I got this. I trust myself. I've got myself. Even if I make a mistake, it's okay. It's all right. I'm still going to be here. The sun is still going to rise. It's all good. Connect to your goal. What are the top things, the top drivers that are going to help you get to your goal with the most ease? And then when you feel yourself getting stuck, reach out to the right support. Reach out to reach out to somebody to get support for that. As a CEO, you don't have to do all the things. You just have to have that vision and that clarity. Once you have that vision and that clarity, whether you want to figure it out or you want to have somebody come in and help you, it makes it so much easier. Number three. Oh my gosh, this is another one that I see all the time. Even with the most seasoned coaches, I see this, okay? Creating authority levels and a hierarchy when there are none. <laughs> I was with a client and she was like, oh, I don't know, I think, you know... I want to pivot to doing spirituality for coaches and entrepreneurs, but only new ones. And I was like, okay, why is that? She was like, well, you know what I could do? I could do this spirituality bit, like spirituality coaching and then help them find their ideal client and then do this and that. And I was like, wait, I was like, wait, you don't want to do business. Like business is going to drain you. Why are you offering ideal client and, you know, pricing and packaging and like why are you doing that I feel like you don't like that well because if I want to coach new coaches then I have to include the business side of things because that's what they want and I was like why do you want to coach new coaches I'm confused isn't the purpose of your work to help people break through their current reality and access that greater level of expansion and kind of break through whatever's holding them back she was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Why wouldn't you be able to help somebody that's making consistent money, maybe consistent 5 to 10K months, and they want to break through and hit multiple six figures? Why, why couldn't you help somebody in multiple six figures scaling to seven figures? She was like, oh, no, I can't. I, 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 I didn't even think of that. I'm not qualified to like coach that person. I, you know, They would be ahead of me. I was like, wait, why do, why do you think that just because people are earning a different level than you, that they're ahead of you and therefore you cannot support them? Isn't that interesting? So I want to offer this to you because where are you placing people at different hierarchies based on the money that they're making? 
or the number of followers that they have. I'm super guilty of all of these, by the way. That's why I'm really, I can really like laser and point things out. Even when people don't even think that that's where they're going. I'm like, mm, I know where this is going. I know where this is coming from. And I kind of ask, ask questions to coax it out because I've, I've gone through it so much and I've noticed it. So believe me, I've gone through all of these as well. We place people in these different hierarchies. It's like, oh, if you're making multiple six figures, gains to seven figures, you're in like the C-suite, right? You're like the top of the chain or multiple seven figures. Oh my gosh, you're like top of the chain. You're like so unattainable. I'm at senior staff level and you're at the top, right? Or the number of followers that they have. How many times have you looked at somebody with like 500K followers? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't. They're, they're out of my league. They're above me. Or... Um, yeah, usually it's like money, followers, likes, um, maybe credentials, different types of credentials, or you think that they're ahead of you. In this entrepreneurial space, there are no levels. I, I choose to believe that because I've supported people that I guess are quote, quote unquote, ahead of me. A hundred percent. I've supported people that are at my level. I've supported, you know, and I say at my level, like if you look at our, at how much we're making, how many clients we have, whatever, I guess, quote unquote, we're at the same level, but it doesn't matter because if your gift can help people, can help that person through their current circumstance, does it really matter? It doesn't matter how many followers they have. I've helped people with like 300,000 followers and I don't even have a thousand followers. I don't, it doesn't matter. All of that is just vanity and it's our way of, of creating hierarchy and like a totem pole, a corporate ladder when there isn't any. So I want to offer this to you because where are you limiting your ability to serve people because you think that people are on these different levels that you are not at or thinking that people are quote unquote ahead of you when especially if you have like these energy clearing gifts or your life coach or your even a business coach. I know I can help people that maybe are making more than me, but maybe they were making more than me offline and they're coming into the online. Actually, my newest client. That's exactly my newest client. She had so much success in the offline space and she's moving into the online space and she needs more support in that area. Fine. So I just, I get really passionate about this because I don't want you to limit the amount of impact that you can have by placing people on this hierarchy that doesn't exist. Number four, asking for permission or asking for the quote-unquote right answer. I hear more often than not in a lot of my coaching sessions or in Voxer messages that my clients send me is, can I do this? Is this right? What's the right way to do this? And I have so much compassion for this line of questioning because that's what we're taught to do, especially as women, right? We have to ask for permission. We have to do what we're told. We have to find the right thing to do. We have to do the best thing. There has to be a right answer somewhere. <laughs> and again, in this entrepreneurial space, there, that might be the case in the corporate space. That might be the case at, in school. That might be the case in other areas. But in entrepreneurship... The liberating slash scary thing is that there really are no right answers. There's only the right answer for you. 
So what I like to ask you is if you're finding yourself like, oh, what's the right way to do this? And really spinning in that, oh, is this right? Is this wrong? Can I even do this? Can I, hey, Daisy, I want to do this. Can I do this? I want to ask you if there were no rules, if there was absolutely no rules, which by the way, there aren't any, (laughs) but our brain finds that hard to comprehend. Imagine there are no rules. There is no right and wrong. It doesn't exist. What would you want to do? What would you do? And once you get to that answer and, you f- and you're like, woof, okay, I could get behind this. But, but what about this? But what about my clients? But what about if this happens? But what? Right? Then the spiral, when, when we want to go into a new direction or we want to do something new or whatever, we start spiraling and, okay, but what about this? And what about that? And what about... You can let all of that come up, but then coach yourself on why would that decision to do that thing that you want to do that you know is right for you, but maybe you're a little scared and maybe you're not sure if you can do this, right? That am I qualified to do this? Can I do this? Who am I to do this? Coach yourself on why would that be the best thing possible for you, for your business, for your clients and move forward from there. So for example... I am going through a slight pivot in my business right now. It's not totally off base from what I've been doing, but it's a little different. It's a little bit of a different message. It's a little bit of a different approach. And I had a lot of drama about it. I'm still working through it. (laughs) But I had a lot of drama about it. And I found myself asking for permission from my coaches. Can I do this? Does this make sense? Is this right? And I found myself in that asking for permission type of vibe. And I was giving away my power. I was asking for people to say, yeah, Daisy, that's great. Or yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah, you should go for it. So then, so then I could feel more comfortable about it. Again, it's a way where we're settling into that employee mindset of we think that there's a boss that we have to report to that knows more than us. The fact of the matter is, is that nobody knows what's going to be best for you and your business other than you. We can get guidance when we, yeah, we can get guidance around it. But unless we ourselves are clear and committed, it's not going to work because we are the driving force, right? Like we know what's best always we always know what's best for us we always know what's going to be the best for our business because you're the most in it and you are the visionary you are the ceo you see where you want this to go and i had to really coach myself on why is this the best thing for me how is this pivot going to be the best thing that i decide to do for my clients and i focus on that possibility if we're going to focus on possibilities, why not focus on the inspiring ones? We could focus on the negative possibility, sure. But wouldn't it feel a lot better to focus on what if this actually goes right? What if this is the best decision ever? Oh, I, just, I get excited just talking about that. So if you find yourself in that energy like I was, like I kind of am, honestly, I'm still working through it. The, the pivot hasn't fully like settled in yet. But if you find yourself in this energy of asking for permission, can I do this? Does this make sense? What do you think? Should I? Shouldn't I? Ah, I don't know. Again, it's like taking a deep breath, 
remembering who the fuck you are, (laughs) remembering that you are the CEO, this is your business, and it's not a burden, it's a blessing, and ask yourself, okay, if I had the green light to do whatever I wanted, if there were no rules, what would I want to do? If there was no possibility of doing it wrong, what would I want to do? And then once you get that, how is this going to be the best thing for me and my clients and my business? How is this going to be the best decision I ever make? Settle that in and start moving forward. And that is it. That is what I have for you all today. I got to run soon. I have a client session coming up, but I'm hoping that this served you. I'm hoping that this opens you up to the ways in which you're limiting yourself, in which you are placing yourself back into the employee role instead of that CEO role that you are already in as a business owner. And it's time for you to fix that crown. You know what I'm saying? Like get back on the throne. It's totally cool. We slip into it so often or we tend to right until we gain more awareness around it and and work to shift it. But it's totally natural that we slip into this because it's ingrained in us. It's so deeply embedded in us. But I hope that this episode allowed you to see the areas where you may be an employee status versus CEO status. And that's a really powerful place to be because now you have that awareness. You can start implementing these shifts and start making clearer, better decisions to grow your business faster, to allow your business to feel easier, allow your business to feel more in alignment and true to how you want it to actually feel and be. And it's the most liberating thing that you could ever do. I promise you, no pun intended. So on brand, when I say liberating, I genuinely say it all the time. I'm like, do people think that I'm being cheesy because it's I'm the liberated Latina? But I just, I love that word. So sending you all the liberated vibes. I hope that this served you. If it did, I want you to take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, tag me at the liberated Latina, and let me know what the biggest takeaway was for you in this episode. Thanks so much for stopping back in today. Thanks for hanging out with me and I will see you in the next episode. Hey amiga, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to feature your review live on the air on the next episode. Yes! All you gotta do is head on over to iTunes, drop a review, and let me know what you're most enjoying about the podcast. También, be sure to subscribe to get first word when a fresh episode drops. Your support means so much to me, and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. See you then.